Hi, welcome to Basingstoke Baptist Church. This is our uh, online gathering and uh, week number 24 of uh, our COVID-19 uh, shakedown. It's uh, one of those amazing things that uh, we find ourselves in a situation that none of us could have dreamt of at the beginning of this year. And I feel today it'd be a good opportunity just to speak in to a question that's being asked um, about gathering and, and wanting to be together and when are we going to gather again? Well, at this present moment in time, as many of you of course know, the uh, restrictions are two families only in one house, maximum of six people. How about that? And uh, one home, six people, two families maximum. And then when they talk about outside gatherings, the numbers go up a little more and when we talk about inside community gatherings maximum is 30 um, but the the fact is that um, you need to be registered track and trace details taken sanitizing um, two meters distancing as well as face mask wearing and in a gathering that would be in a building like this there's no singing and there's so many restrictions you think to yourself oh my goodness what are we going to do? But the thing about it is what we're going to do is a positive rather than a negative. The positive that we're going to do is we're going to align ourselves with God's word and we're going to find ourselves um, captivated by what God says to us when we gather, but gather in a slightly different way. I'm going to be looking at uh, three bits of scripture, hopefully, this morning, I, I'm going to be looking at Matthew 16, Matthew 18, and then a little bit of John chapter 15. And then, if you're with us on Sunday morning, um, we'll be leading into a time of uh, communion, sharing bread and wine together. But the key thing I want to do is that just get across the fact that even in the midst of what's going on in society at the moment, God is still building his church and he invites us to participate with him in that amazing uh, opportunity that he's given to us and I don't know if you've ever read in in uh, Matthew 28 there's there's a piece of scripture that many people say this is you know I, I know what's going on here uh, and, and in Matthew 28 we have something called the Great Commission and Jesus says this, he says, um, all authority, this is in verse, verse uh, 18, he says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. One of the things that, that I've always um, been challenged by is the phrasing of the Great Commission. Because what we read here, it says here, it says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Now the active verb there, so often people think it's about going. Go, this is it, we're being sent. But actually the focus point is making disciples. So when Jesus says this, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, what he's actually saying is, therefore as you are going, make disciples. There is um, an understanding from the very, very beginning that we are a people who are on the move. And just like um, uh, driving a vehicle, if you drive a vehicle, you know that you know, turning a steering wheel um, is always easier when the vehicle is moving. 
Mind you, with power steering these days, that's not such an issue, but uh, Josh, our son, has got a, a 96 Micro that doesn't have power steering. And whenever he's around, and I move his car around, I think to myself, my goodness me, how do we used to manage? But um, when something is moving, it's easier to change direction. And this is what God is saying in Matthew 28. He says, as, as you are going about your business, as you go, therefore, as you go, make disciples. So the call to each and every one of us is that in our everyday, normal life and living, we are to be a people who are making disciples. Point number one. How are we going to do that? How are we going to do that? in this time when there is restriction well the bottom line is that this word is the word of god that is for all times in all circumstances and all situations let's just briefly look at matthew chapter 16 this is brilliant because this is jesus um, with the disciples and he asked them a question this is what it says in verse 13 when they came to the region of caesarea philippi he asked the disciples uh, who do people say that the son of man is they replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah, or one of the other prophets. But what about you, asked Jesus, who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered that you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And then Jesus responds with these words, he says, Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcoming. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. A few things here. Peter, Simon Peter's response, Jesus picks up on that and says, that response wasn't just you speaking that was a divine revelation that you are now broadcasting. Your heavenly Father has told you who I am and you are now speaking it out. And I think that in this season, like no other season, we are just saying, God, would you bring that divine revelation so that we would have the wisdom and the knowledge to do what it is that you are calling us to do. So Simon Peter is held up and not, in, in a sense, being uh, told off. Um, he's actually being affirmed. Do you know, what, what you have just brought, you may have thought was just a word, but actually that word carries divine power. And that's something that Jesus wants to bring to the fore because he says here, you know, uh, upon this rock uh, I will build my church upon this rock upon this rock pedros is peter peter pedros is rock but that's like a little stone where this was happening was on the mountain is he talking about this mountain on this mountain i, I will build my church or maybe he's talking exactly as i believe he's saying he said on the revelation of who jesus is I'm going to build my church. Each and every one of us here who are tuned in today, you've had a revelation of who Jesus is. Your understanding of the gift of grace 
towards you that draws you in and allows you to be and me to be part of God's amazing family is is a gift from God we've been given this gift to be part of his church and we have a revelation I'm in you're in and because of that revelation then we are being built up and we are being built up to be a people who are going to operate in that very revelation this is what Jesus carries on to say he says uh, and the gates of Hades there's a term there and the gates of Hades uh, will not overcome it therefore the church that is being built on the revelation of who Jesus is is going to hold back the authority of the dominions and the powers that are opposed to it some people you know translate this gates of Hades uh, as being um, the gates of Hades being hell but hell is is hell is not a place where Satan is currently uh, pulling the strings on uh, on the evil that's happening in the world you see hell in one definition is that very place of eternal punishment for Satan in the end times Hades Hades is that place of power and authority um, of those people who are opposing every good thing that God wants to bring into our lives and what you've got is 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 this authority and um, at the gates at the gates of the cities were used to sit the wise uh, sages uh, and they would be the the authority about what happens in the city and therefore what Jesus is saying here is that whatever the authority is around you that is not going to hold back the impact that the church of Jesus Christ is going to have upon the communities so where we are right now at this moment in time you have authority this is what the word of God says in Matthew 16 it says this I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven you as a heavenly um, occupier as a resident of heaven you have the keys and, and I remember the first time that um, I got set, given a, a, a front door key to our house um, and, and that you know when I was a lad living with my parents so suddenly I have got access that means that I can come and I can go as and when I please and God gives us those keys you, you have access into the heavenly realm you have it and I've given you that and then he goes on to say these words he says whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven and again with these words from Matthew um, chapter 16 it's very clear that what is being said is that there is stuff being broken in heaven that you are given and I am given the authority to break back on earth so when you read these words that you know whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven then what we're saying here is actually whatever you bind on earth is that which has already been bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth whatever you release into our communities has already been released in heaven it's 
going back to the, the prayer, isn't it, that, that Jesus prayed, uh, or taught his disciples to pray, it, it says, you know, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's that call again, that we are called to be a people who bring heaven to earth. That which has been loosed in heaven, we want to see loosed upon the earth. And therefore, we start to think about things like, okay, what is not in heaven that is on earth? Just thinking for a moment, you know, the book of Revelation tells us quite clearly that there's no weeping, there's no crying, there's no mourning, there's no sickness or disease in heaven. And therefore, as the people of God who are called to be part of his glorious church, we are also given the mandate to bring into our realm of influence the impact of heaven. Sickness and disease has no place on earth. And therefore, as God's people who are uh, given the commission as members of, of this glorious church, the ecclesia, the, the gathered members who are, I mean, that's that word, isn't it? The word church there. When we talk about church, you know, as again, it's not about walls and, and steeples and, and roofs and organs or, or music groups or, or whatever. The word ecclesia there for the word church is actually about um, people of the same nation in agreement. So let's say there are, for instance, there are, you know, five people in a workplace who all come uh, from Poland. And when it comes to lunchtime, they will gather around a table and they will eat their lunch together. And that gathering together of like-minded or of people from the same place who are under the, you know, the, the same background and upbringing, that becomes an ecclesia, a gathering of people who are influenced where they are and where they are working by the fact that they are residents from another community, another world or country. So when we talk about the church, we're talking about a people who are coming together, who have a citizenship that is not here. And that citizenship is, is, is in heaven. So we as the family of God, those who have committed themselves to Christ, those who have been born of the Spirit, we have now got a new home address. Our home address is not earthly, it's now heavenly. And therefore when we gather together as the ecclesia or the church, what we do is we bring into wherever we are the authority and the reign of the King of Kings. This takes me to Matthew chapter 18. And in Matthew chapter 18, we read these words. It says in verse um, 18, there we go. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. We've just read that in chapter 16. Whatever has been bound in heaven will be bound on earth, and whatever is, uh, you know, released on earth has already been released in heaven. It's not about making things happen, it's about allowing that which has happened to manifest right here and right now. 
Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. This is just 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 mind blowing. That 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 agreeing. Truly, I tell you that if two or of you on earth agree, the word agree in the Greek, and I, I wrote this down here, is symphonio, symphonio, which from which we get the word symphony, and that's this thing. It, it says Jesus is saying here in in Matthew chapter eighteen. He's saying if two of you come in a symphony where there is a harmony between you there is is agreement between you where two of you or even goes on to say or three of you when you come together in that uh, symphony harmony unity then this is what will happen my father in heaven will love to answer for you whatever you ask anything they ask for it will be done for them by my father in heaven. So when I think about the church from Matthew chapter 16, the ecclesia, the, the, the gathered people, those who are from uh, an area um, that may be distinctly different from where they find themselves now, the representatives of that, uh, that country, we find ourselves in the same place. We are representatives of heaven when we gather together. And what Matthew goes on to say is that when you come together and find that unity, that symphony, that absolute uh, beautiful harmony, then God is able to do phenomenal things with and through you. And those phenomenal things are releasing that which has already been bound in heaven to be bound on earth and releasing that which has been loosed in heaven to be loosed on earth, that we might see in the world around us heaven coming to earth. So we ask the question, what about gathering? When can we gather? Well, here's the deal. What Matthew is saying here with, with Jesus' words is that, do you know, it can be just two or three of you. You don't need a large group of people to see kingdom impact and you see, the kingdom impact is when we are allowing God to so uh, join us together in unity that we would come against the devil's schemes. We would stand against those Ephesians 6, those uh, principalities and powers, those that are trying to undermine the uh, good news of the kingdom, the freedom that God wants to bring. So here's a thought what about if you joined with another family on a Sunday? At the moment, two families can come together, as long as there's six of you. What about another couple? How about inviting another couple to come and have Sunday morning with you? You used to come here. You used to come here and, and you know, drive here, set up, sit down, have coffee afterwards. So let's just say that you've got to leave home by quarter past 10 you get to church and to go through all the stuff and you know I could go on for a while and it could be nearly 12 o'clock and then you have coffee and you're not leaving here till quarter past 20 past half past 12 so you've got you know two and a quarter hours there what about if you 
said, okay, well, I'm going to join with another couple on Sunday mornings now. And we're going to watch what's happening at church on our TV or computer. And then we are going to do this. Because we are the church, we are going to see God release amongst us that which has already been released in heaven and bind what is already bound in heaven on earth. You see, here's, here's, here's an interesting thing. You know, when, when people's um, belief system uh, doesn't align itself with uh, God's plans and purposes, very often confronting that person doesn't bear any fruit. But praying for that person does. You know, I, I've listened to people who are talking about healing, for instance, who, who are adamant that that's the, you know, yeah, okay, but, uh, you know, it doesn't do it all the time. God's not, you know, he, he's, he's arbitrary in how he, he deals with healing situations. And, and I don't know whether I can hold on to uh, the promises of God with regard to health and wholeness. You know, Psalm 103 forgives all our sins and heals all our diseases. Jesus' ministry, which was a, a pure representation. It says in John chapter 5 that Jesus only ever did what the Father was doing. And every sick person got healed around Jesus. So that must be the Father's mandate. If that's his will, what is God's will with regard to health and wholeness? It's that you would be healthy and whole. And when we find ourselves in a place where we're questioning that, I always find that the best way to deal with that is to come together in agreement, in symphony with others to pray about that person and that situation. We want to break that off in Jesus' name. Come together with people to, to break off poverty, to break off unemployment, to break off fear, to break off worries and concerns and anxiety, to break off, what is it? Whatever it is, it's not in heaven. Break it off so that they can be free on earth. What about joining with another couple on a Sunday morning? Spending time, listen to the presentation, but also spend some time doing some business with God, the two or threes together, because whatever he's bound on in heaven already is waiting to be bound on earth. So we're going to share communion together. Whatever it is that you have brought to share, wherever you are at this moment in time, you'll have something that represents the body of Christ, which was broken for you and for me. You have something that represents the blood of Christ that was shed for you and me. And the key on all of this, as we've seen in, in Matthew chapter 16, Matthew 18, is that we would know the power and authority that God has given us to see heaven come to earth. You are a carrier of heaven. And we together, as we join even in the small groups that Jesus affirms in his word, can transform communities, individuals, personal circumstances and situations. So let's prepare ourselves to take communion this morning. Allow me to pray. So dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, Lord, that you have called us together to be your church, the ecclesia, those representing a kingdom not of this world. We thank you that you have given us authority that we might see 
even in our time, in our hands, transformation because we are able to bring heaven to earth. Help us to find that place of unity. Help us to find that place of, of power and authority where we can well and truly see your kingdom come and your will being done right here and right now. We find this morning as we share the bread and the wine together as your family, as the body of Christ in this area, our unity. May we sense your pleasure as we reflect upon your power and your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.